Welcome to the Honest Business Podcast. This is the show for ambitious, value-driven business owners who are actively building a business that works for them. Hi, I'm Mae James, and I'm here to make scaling your business easier and more rewarding than ever. Each week, we will dive into simple, sustainable strategy and pragmatic leadership discussion to support you as you take imperfect action on your entrepreneurial journey. If you want to stay ahead, exceed your growth goals, and have a purposeful, thriving business, then keep on listening. Welcome back to the podcast. Thanks for joining me. So today we're talking about being misunderstood in business. This is something that many people have asked me to talk on and I think it's as leaders something that we face semi-regularly, internally and externally. Today we're going to look at it from both sides of the coin. We're going to talk about it from just a general business perspective but also from an internal team perspective because I think that's always important. So the main focus of this episode is more on the external look. We're going to look at you know, what does it mean for maybe even your competitors or people who do similar things to you in business? Maybe you get misunderstood by them and we're going to go into that. So first of all, I wanted to talk about being misunderstood in business and thinking about what that means. And I think for a lot of us, you know, depending on the industry you're in and how much that can translate to other industries really dictates whether or not that you get misunderstood. Because a lot of the time we're being misunderstood, but it's because that we're in different industries and therefore it doesn't necessarily translate. We can see that through language, we can see that through culture. You know, if you look at a tech, someone in Silicon Valley versus someone who is in the online business space, yes, there are features that um, correlate with both, but most of the time there's very different ways of doing business and there's different ways of kind of viewing that and seeing the language they use and the way that they approach things and projects versus how somebody in the online business space may. So I think it's really important when we talk about being misunderstood in business that we get clear on someone's lived experience and their kind of vision of the world will ultimately hugely dictate what they take from what you say. So the overall message of this podcast, some of you will find, again, I might be misunderstood and that wouldn't surprise me. So this is kind of ironic, the whole thing, okay? And that's kind of the point of this episode is to say that, you know, part of this is about getting comfortable with it, especially from an external perspective in terms of not inside of your business, not your team. The team bit is a whole other thing that we can go into, but I for now want to focus on what does it mean externally? So being really comfortable with this idea that people are going to misunderstand you and that it's not your job to go and prove to somebody that they've misunderstood you is something that's really huge. So when we start off in business, often that's a real issue. Often we feel a real mindset, um, not block, but a real kind of internalized feeling of we have to make sure every single person fully understands us and you get this really harsh reality and you might have already experienced that yourself watching this where you realize that no matter what you do in business at some point somewhere along the line someone is going to misunderstand you and it's a horrible feeling like it really is it's it's awful because if you are a value-driven entrepreneur as many of you will be if you're listening to this you know you care deeply about people you care about other people you care about people in all corners of the world and inevitably you know, that just doesn't always translate. And I think being misunderstood in business can be on a surface level. It can be about very little things. It can be something you've posted on social media and someone draws something from that and believes something to be true about you from something that you haven't. It can also come across from a face-to-face encounter. So I think the distance between people, yes, it's a factor, but also it can be more of an issue and not more of an issue depending on where you're at I would never say that social media is worse and you're more likely to be as misunderstood like yes I think statistically that probably is true but that's probably because we can't go and face everybody face to face in the same volume as we would in person I think in-person communication can still be as subjective and as kind of cause as many problems now the one thing I think is really clear to remember for everyone is the bigger that you get in business, the chance of you being misunderstood is way, way bigger. And, you know, I've had some clients who have really seen their profile, if you will, um, of both the business and them personally grow as their business has grown. And they've realized that, wow, I've got to really deal with this influx of people's opinions. Because being misunderstood in business often comes from a place of you know, someone else's opinion. It's someone else's opinion that they're forming. And remembering that we're not in control of what other people choose to take from something is really key. Now, this whole conversation can get very, I don't even want to mention the word toxic, but it can get very, um, 
kind of, I don't know, it's always open to discussion, right? Because it's like, how much responsibility do we take for what someone chooses or not chooses to take from what we say? And for some people to sit on the fence of, you can control every single thing and, you know, you really, it's your responsibility what people take from that. And, you know, I buy into that for a certain degree, but then I also don't because I also see it from a business perspective of, there is only so much in this model world that we can do to help other people because inevitably there's some people in this world, and I'm trying not to swear, who will find and pick fault with every possible thing they could possibly hear, see, do, vision, whatever. And there's also people who will never ever build a business and never have the balls to build a business, but will sit and criticise every single thing, someone who is doing that and is trying to go after their goals and is making impact in the world and will bring them down. We see this on social media a lot. But you might have someone in real life, maybe in your family, who does that to you. And so I want to just say to you that as much as I am all here for us, you know, trying to help everyone and trying to make sure that our communication style, I'm going to go into communication in a minute, is really open and is really inclusive. I'm also the first person to stand here from a no bullshit perspective and say, this world is really shit right now. It's really crap. And there is a lot of people out there who are just mean. They're unhappy, they're unpleasant, they maybe are jealous, whatever, and they will misconstrue and change things and make you be misunderstood. And so part of you has to really build that backbone inside of you to know of what you morally believe in and what you know to be true and who you are as a person. Because you get to a point in business, and I've seen this with clients, where it's almost like a switch goes off. And it can be a long burn in time before we get there, but eventually there's a switch goes off where they turn around and say, I don't want to do this anymore. I am not gonna compensate everything I say and try and like help everything I say to accommodate other people because other people are going to have to deal with whatever I say and how that comes across. Now, obviously, you know, there's things in the world that we need to be really mindful of and be clear on and be very, um, how do we put it? You know, very appreciative of and very um, understanding about. But when we're talking about business and what you've, like if you truly believe something that's your belief it's what you're allowed to have an opinion and in this world we get told we aren't so I really want to encourage you today to remind yourself that to take control and take the power that you have in your voice and using your voice to move you forward in this world because it's so easy for you not to but what happens is when you don't is you just go into the sea of everyone else who's kind of just playing safe and dibbling and things and dabbling and they're not really getting anywhere And then no one wants to come and work with you or no one gets your message. No one gets your whole thing because you're not clear enough. And so there's this real misunderstanding of like, no, you don't have to be controversial for your business to succeed. succeed. I really, truly believe that. I don't, you don't have to go and cause havoc. You don't have to be rude. You don't have to be unpleasant to make your business stand out. I don't believe that at all. I don't buy into it. It doesn't fit with my values. But I do believe that you have to stand for something and have a voice in something. And that can be a soft voice. It can be very quiet. It can be understated. It can be, you know, going along your business. You're not here to cause people problems in their lives. But you can have a real strong belief in something. And that can really help your business. And it can help move you forward in a way that if you don't otherwise do it, you feel like you're living a lie. Because I've heard this before, business owners, you know, you can have a successful business, but you might feel like you're not truly showing up as yourself. You've done all the strategy to get to where you wanted to get to. And maybe you're at that point and maybe you're making your 300 grand a year and your 400 grand a year and you're sitting there and you're thinking, yeah, do you know, like things are okay. I've got the money to do X, Y, and Z. But truly deep down inside of you, you might on a visceral level not feel And on a spiritual level, feel that you're really serving the message that you need to share with people. And often that comes from this fear of what other people are going to say and what people, you know, understand from it and etc, etc. And so today in this episode, I hope that this conversation is going to enlighten your kind of soul process of, wow, yeah, what can we do with this? And how am I preventing myself from growth? Because the biggest conversation around this I've had with clients is once we've worked through this, The other side of that is an expansive, huge, amazing feeling growth that is fantastic for their business. And it means that the right people find them quicker and in a much kind of ready to buy method. So you know that this podcast, I'm all about trying to make it as practical for you and to make it, yes, it's kind of obviously a conversation and often we're talking about examples, but I want to remind you that Everything I'm saying here comes from the work that I do with people around growth and money and profit and how they grow their businesses in a way that works for them and their values. So don't kind of misconstrue this as like, 
this is a nice conversation, but is it really going to help my business? This truly helps your business. So that kind of brief interlude, I know we're kind of um, 10 minutes in at this point, but this kind of interlude really, I want you to think about this idea that there is not a black and white answer with this. There's not a yes, you have to do this and no, you don't. It's nuanced, as always, as everything is in business. And so lean into this episode and take from it what makes sense for you, where you're at. So the first thing I want to talk about when we look deeply at being misunderstood and what that means. What that truly means is about communication. And you will notice in a lot of these episodes, we always come back to communication. Because communication, I believe, is one of the most important tools we have in the world. And it is, you know the cause of some of the most horrific tragedies in the world and it's the cause of you know some of the most amazing things in the world so communication comes down to this all and if you are being misunderstood then often that's down to communication I also want to think for you to think about where do what else apart from communication comes into being misunderstood so from a scientific perspective we look at four things and these are the four things that I choose to think about when I'm helping people through this being misunderstood in business situation so for me we've got four we've got listening you have understanding you have fact and you have expectations those are the four it could be more but I choose to go with these four when we talk about listening We're talking about, do you listen well? And does the person who is choosing to misunderstand you or has been misunderstood by you, what did they listen from that? Because it's all about listening. So we're thinking about listening. The understanding piece is really important because at the end of the day, that's where the misunderstanding often comes from of what did you understand from what I have just said? And what we have to remember here is it might not just be what I've just said, It might be a visual, it might be something that triggers something in someone else for them to believe something and if they already understand something to be true, you might validate or invalidate what it is that they are seeing. So we have to remember that it's not necessarily about what we've said, it's what the person receiving, whatever it is that they're consuming from us, is hearing and they might already have and they will do a preset kind of agenda of values and what they believe and what they've experienced in their life and if you match something or you align with something that they've experienced that may be negative or that may be positive you're probably going to get an under like understanding comes into it somehow and then that might lead to you being misunderstood the third thing is about fact and this is important okay so fact in the modern day world is really hard to define a lot of the time because we are always stating opinion as fact we're always you know claiming something's a fact when it's not how you even define a fact can be problematic but in this um episode i want you to think about fact as in what does somebody believe to be true because whether or not it is a fact somebody else might believe it is and so we both listening to this episode probably have different concepts and different ideology around what that fact is but at the end of the day whoever's consuming your content let's just say content for example they have a certain fact in their mind about you about whatever you're talking about etc etc the fourth thing with being expectations and this one is a real real kicker because (laughs) expectation management is something that I have probably talked about on this podcast before and will do in future and I talk about it a lot with the leaders and the CEOs that I work with because expectation management and expectation kind of overall across the board is something that's always problematic. So what is the expectation of you in your business and if we talk about social media for an example because I know this is something a lot of you listening will be able to contextualize with there is a certain expectation that every single one of your followers or whoever follows your work you know readers listeners whatever you want to call them they have an expectation of you and that's either you meet the expectation or you don't or you're disrupting their expectation or you're changing their expectation and that in itself is a catalyst for being misunderstood And that's something you can't avoid a lot of the time, okay? It's not that you set... So often in expectation management, I talk about setting expectations. But sometimes if it's an external thing that you have no clue of the person, because let's be honest, right? Social media, if you are hitting 10,000 people, 20,000, 5,000, whatever, you don't know all them people, but they think they know you or they know part of you. And so regardless of what you think you're doing, their expectation of you will be different. It's like for certain things for people... um, For me, 
you know, people who follow me on Instagram, they expect me to show up every day. Not all of them, but there's a handful of people or more than a handful who have an expectation in their head that they know that May is going to have posted. May's on stories. May's on stories every day. She's going to be there somewhere. She's going to be saying something. If I need something that's semi-motivational or might kind of give me a bit of a boost, I'm going to check in with May's Instagram because I know she's going to be there telling us the truth, telling us what's going on. That's an expectation. If I don't do that and I'm not there and they show up because they're expecting it, there's going to be an expectation kind of difference, right? There's going to be a gap there. And what can happen then is from expectation, misunderstanding comes into it. And so all of these four things that I've just discussed, listening, understanding, fact and expectations, are all something that's going to come into this idea of being misunderstood in business. So what happens when it goes wrong? This is something I want to talk about because it's very important for us to feel, ah, maybe you're sat watching this episode, you're listening to this episode because you're thinking, you've had an event where it's gone wrong or you're feeling really misunderstood and so I want to think about this remembering to dissect these things and remembering not to paint everyone with a paintbrush and tarnish everyone with one ideology is really important because everyone has their own story everyone has their own lived experience everyone's coming at it from a different perspective and that's where it gets really Um, intricate and it's kind of challenging for us to just talk on a podcast and say well this means this because it doesn't right It, it really doesn't but when it does go wrong I think as business owners it can feel I mean you can feel like you want to give up so if you for example um let me think of an example I had yeah I did something once so I said something once and someone misunderstood me And it was a real misunderstanding. And I was like, oh, okay. And this person wasn't a client. They were just someone in my audience who, you know, had just, has followed me, whatever. They're in my community. And, you know, that matters to me. That's a big deal. I'm really um, big on if someone's going to take the time out of their day, whether that's for five seconds or a minute or 10 minutes, whatever, to listen to whatever I've got to say or see whatever I've got to say. I value that. I really do. And they misunderstood me. They got the wrong end of the stick. You know, I meant something and they didn't see that. And I really had to sit there. And you have to think. And the first thing I'd really suggest you do is if it if there is a misunderstanding is you have to take it upon yourself to analyse your actions. Before you go looking at them and blaming them and thinking about all oh, this, that and the other, whatever, you have to have to take the invitation that that person's given you. They may not say, they're not going to say that, but they are. If they've pointed something out to you, they're giving you an invitation for you to sit in where you're at and say, okay, in my case, may what's going on here? Why did they misunderstand you? They think this thing and you thought that thing. So where was that a difference? Now, sometimes people are never going to tell you. Some people will tell you really passive aggressively via something else. So many of you listening to this who, God, I really need to stop saying watching, don't I? Listening. (laughs) The world of the podcast. Listening. You guys are listening. You know, you really need to, some of you will have experienced this idea that you know, people are really mean in some industries. People are cutthroat. People don't have the best intentions. And it doesn't matter which industry you're in, that kind of applies across the board. But you might have found that someone's misunderstood you and then chooses to not tell you in person, but chooses you via some other thing. So via a social media platform or they talk passive aggressively to someone about you or whatever. And you might find that you've been misunderstood, but you don't even know about it until however long down the line. And there's certain things that we can do or not do at this point. But if someone has come to you and said they don't get it or they've they've kind of assumed something and you're like, oh my goodness, that's not what I meant. And you feel, you know, many of us as value-driven business owners, we go into this panic mode because we're like, oh my goodness, that was not what I meant. And you think, oh no, and how many other people are thinking that? And you can go into spiral mode. And I've seen this go spiral mode from literally someone saying something to the whole thing of like all the way down a hundred steps to the point where they don't even want to show up on social media anymore or they don't even want to continue with their business anymore because they think that everybody thinks that and they think that they are really useless at communicating and they think why should I bother and throw the towel in. I want to really urge you today to really think about this as when this happens to you because it's gonna happen to you I'm not even gonna say if it happens because it's rubbish it is gonna happen to you and it will have happened to you before probably most of you especially if you are already quite successful you know this has happened and you really have to like knuckle in there you've got to really knuckle into whoa okay is this right is it wrong have I done something I need to fix have I done something which I haven't thought through 
Or is it that someone's misunderstood me? Or is it that someone just doesn't like me and is not interested? Because that's always an option, right? And that's always something we have to bear in mind of say, is this someone who actually genuinely cares about my work? Or is this just someone who's purposely kind of causing mayhem? The thing I want to come back to here is having strong personal values. So values are so, so key. You have in your personal values and your business values, they might be linked, they might be the same, they might be completely different, they're probably not completely different, they're probably somewhat overlapping, but I would still think they're probably different to some degree, depending on the size of your business. You need to have strong personal values and strong business values and you need to clearly know what they are. Because when this kind of stuff happens, it's all about leaning into your values and who you say you are. Who are you? Who do you want to be? What is the whole thing of the business? And often if you are a personal brand or you are someone who is at the forefront of your business or your business is you, which many of you will be, then you have to really get clear on as well of like remembering are they attacking you or are they attacking your business? They might not even be attacking you. You know, I'm just saying attacking because it might be. But are they even commenting on you as a person? Because many, many people struggle with this and think, well, they're commenting on me as a person. I'm like, are they though? Or are they just commenting on the business? And remembering that if you are using Instagram or Facebook or whatever your platform is, if that is a business profile, it's a business account, then you are treating it as a business. So many people get this so mixed up and misunderstood and it gets so complicated so quickly when it just needs to be simple. Like, what is the purpose of this account? Is it to make money? Is it to promote your business? Is it to grow your business? Or is it just a personal account? Because if it's a personal account, then that's a different situation, right? And it's a different process you go through. But I think for most of you, you are in, you know, you listen to this because it's a business podcast, you have a business account. So be really clear on what are your values as a business? And what does that mean for people who consume your content? Whether that's a paid consumer or, you know, a free consumer. Whether that's a competitor and someone who chooses to look in or whether it's just some random person who doesn't have a clue what you do but kind of follows you just for the lols. Like, get really clear on what are your values because your values guide you through this whole misunderstanding situation. The other thing I want you to be really clear on of like, what do you stand for? Like, what does that mean? Because you can have values, but then translating those values into actual specifics of what you stand for and what you don't is really important. The other thing I want you to think about is your ideal client. So we talk about ideal client all the time, whatever that means to you, you know, take what you will from it. I know it's a kind of eye-roll term, But when it comes to be misunderstood in business, often the misunderstanding can come from if you're not niche enough and you're not specifically talking to a certain group of people, then the misunderstanding can be construed hugely. And I've really seen this happen. So I'm not sitting here saying you've got to niche your business and you have to do this, that and the other because some of that doesn't work for some of you and that's fine. You know, others of you, it's like you've already niched, you've niched again and now you need to go 10 times further down the niche you know, that's a whole different conversation of what we do with niching. But what I want to say in regards to being misunderstood in business is that if your niche is not clear, if you are not clear on your ideal client, you will be misunderstood more in business because you've attracted a whole host of random people who are semi-interested in what you do, but aren't the exact person and therefore will take very different things. If you have a very niche group, a certain type of person who you are speaking to, then your misunderstanding amongst your ideal clients will be less The misunderstanding potential for other people is huge, right? And that's something you've just got to get over. So if you're really niche and, you know, clear on who you serve and what you do and what you help and how you help them and all the rest of it and the solution and blah, 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 that will probably lead to less misunderstandings for those specific people, i.e. potentially your actual clients or potential clients. What it probably won't do is prevent the odd person who stumbles across you who doesn't fit that because often when we're very niche and we're talking to a certain group of people it's going to really alienate some people from other areas and that's okay because you're committing to that you're saying as a business that's my job now do not this is where people get really worried personally because they think oh well that means I'm just not gonna appeal to this person that's rubbish like no but what I need you to think about is once you get really niche, it might be that other people misunderstand you and that's okay. And I have a great example for this. So LinkedIn is a great example. LinkedIn is an amazing platform. It's so, so good and it's misused all the time and isn't, you know, fully utilized. But one thing with LinkedIn is there can be a really dark side to it, like any platform, where people choose to voice their opinion. I'm trying not to mention genders here, but typically, well, let's go for it anyway. You know what I'm like. It's <laughs> there's, there's no curtain. 
typically, you know, a woman can be on LinkedIn and they can be sharing some amazing and high value content, something that's really useful. And then someone, sometimes a man, can come in and really kind of demoralise what they're saying, completely discredit it, say they're wrong, blah, 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 do this, hit the DMs. They start with this massive long DM. Like, if you're watching this, you're probably nodding your head. You know what, you've had this happen to you. People kind of, they give you the opinion you didn't ask for. They're constantly telling you why you're wrong. Like, this full-on thing. And the bit that these people who are quite, you know, arrogant, I think, and who have really got nothing else better to do, because why on earth would you have the time to do this? Like, I barely have the time to reply to people normally, never mind some random or on LinkedIn that I found, is they forget to understand that the person that is promoting this content and is speaking to a certain person is speaking to a certain person. They're not speaking to so-and-so who is some lawyer who's been going for 30 years and running his own business. She might be talking to mums who are single, who want to be a VA. There's a big difference, yeah? Like a huge difference. And yet, Mr. Lawyer, who's been a lawyer for 30 years, seems to think that he's going to come and discredit someone who's talking to a whole coast of people that are not applicable to him. And therefore, yes, what she is saying to the single mums who want to become a VA, again, sorry, I'm just, I'm not trying to enforce stereotypes, I'm just thinking off the top of my head about who, you know, thinking of a niche that I've seen this happen to, you know, she's over there talking about this and that's inevitably, whatever she's saying probably isn't going to work for the guy who's been running his little practice for 30 years and it's all good and it's fine and all the rest of it. But that's fine because she's not meaning to talk to them. But there is always, always people who will choose to take on what you're saying and try and apply it to their situation, even if it's not meant for them. And so at that point, you have to really, you know, come out and just say, this is not my battle to battle with you against. And like, if that happens to me on LinkedIn, I just don't message them. Like, I just can't, I'm not even gonna enter into that whole conversation. If it's not, if I can immediately tell that it's not something that makes sense for me, I'm just gonna not go there. Cause what's the point? Why am I gonna drag myself through that when it makes zero sense? So being really clear on the ideal client is so important because it really helps you to not be misunderstood by them. And yes, it might mean that the people who are not for you will be misunderstood. They might not be, but they might be. And if they are, then that's fine. You just got to kind of learn to battle through with this because I think this is where people get really worried about and they get really confused and they get thinking that, well, so-and-so, let's just take the lawyer, for example, who's been going for 30 years. He is on paper more successful. I'm doing air quotes in the air here. Always, you know, more experienced because maybe the woman who's teaching a woman how to be VA has only been a VA for three years and this guy's been going for 30 so she's like oh well maybe I should listen to him because he's got way more experience probably way more money blah, blah blah that's not true and you know that deep down inside of you but you have to really zone that in right and you have to really build this backbone and build your resilience and build your trust with yourself and build that ideology that yes you know what that's okay that someone wants to misunderstand me I don't need to go and tell him all the reasons why. I don't need to go and prove him wrong. I don't need to go and tell him why. Like, you don't owe anyone anything. And I think this is something that's really important. You literally do not owe anybody anything in in explaining what you personally believe or think around your business. Because it's your business. So, like, just really sit with that thought. Because I know so many people get really hit up with it and feeling really, like, unsure on things like that. Now, the other side of this conversation that I promised I would go into is around team and internally in your business about being misunderstood. So this element is where there's a shift. And this is why I wanted to bring this up because I do believe it's two separate things. So in your business with your team, let's just talk about team because I know team's a big thing. And whether that's, you know, you have one person who works for you or whether you've got a hundred people or however many people are, are under you and whether that's they're employed, they're freelance, like whatever the situation is and how you choose to build your team, this applies to in some way. So make it work for you. With your team, if they, if you are misunderstood on a regular basis, then I would blatantly say to you, you probably got a communication problem and you need to go and work on it. Go and find an expert, go and get some coaching, go and help, you know, find the people you need to find to help develop your communication skills because you shouldn't be misunderstood on a regular basis with your team. That's an immediate like red flag. No, you need to go and look at that. But 
there is a difference between being misunderstood every now and again because you maybe haven't communicated as well or the message hasn't worked or maybe you're a business that communicates across the globe and maybe there's cultural differences that come in and being really aware of external things that affect being misunderstood is important. So, you know, where can that creep up for you if you're someone who's got teams spread out across the place, then maybe think about, you know, what does that mean for them? And what does one word mean to one person? And what does the next word mean to another? Because I know that that can really shift. And I love it, you know, even um, my client base is global. Um, I've worked with team globally as well. So that's been really interesting. But one of the things I just know is just from a fun perspective, as you know, I work with people in the US. Well, the language in the US between us, regardless of the fact we're both very Western and, you know, there's so many similarities between us, the, the language is different. And, you know, if you say something that you might think's funny, like I have such a dry sense of humour, some people don't get it. Like, and I, you forget it, okay? So being really clear in your communication, yes, we're coming back to communication, is working out your language and like what makes sense to everybody um, and who takes what from what you say and because we can say one word and someone else takes another. So getting that clear is important. But the other thing I want you to say is to not assume anything. Stop assuming things. So with team members, we want to kind of assume things because often, especially if you're a volunteer-driven entrepreneur, you don't want to micromanage, right? You don't want to create this really toxic culture. So you're trying really hard to give people authority and give people responsibility and empower them to, you know, be their own kind of movement and cog in the business and do their own thing. But sometimes what that means is we assume a lot. And when we assume a lot, it can really be problematic and get difficult for everybody else to kind of fit into the business and the organisation. And it can feel quite limiting and kind of a bit jolting for people. So I want to kind of invite you to think about to stop assuming and to be more open in the dialect and the conversation. So I would encourage you to, if there is a team member or if there's someone who you feel like regularly misunderstands you, but everyone else isn't, or maybe, you know, and if, let's just go down that avenue a minute. If that's the case, then we really need to think about, is it misunderstanding or is it because you're not communicating in a way that is helpful for their learning style or how they can intake information? Think about, you know, neurodiversity and think about where we're at and are you just only kind of communicating with one type of person? The reality of it is, is you probably are, yes. Like, just being blunt, you probably are. That's naturally, we only kind of hit one or two types of communication styles. So I'd really encourage you to think about is there certain members of your team who do better being communicated in a different way? Being not communicating well and being misunderstood are two separate things. So I don't want to go down this avenue of just talking about communication because that can be a whole other podcast in itself about how you communicate with team. Bringing it back to just being misunderstood in business, remembering that, you know, which of the team really gets you And then where are you assuming that all the team members also get you with the same degree? And this happens a lot where if your business has grown quite rapidly and you started off with just one person or two people and then they've stayed with you and then you're like eight years in and you've then got other people around you, often we revert to the easiest route. And often the easiest communication route is via the people who understand us most and who are almost like family. I hate using the word family when we talk about team because I know people get very head up about that. But what I mean is, is, when you communicate with your family, you communicate in such a different way, right? Because there's already so much history there and so much like background there that everyone gets what's going on. But when you're in a team, that's not going to work. And so if you have one or two people, or maybe it's more, but you might have one key person who's been with you forever and a day, they can often be the person that you then use all of your communication and all your communication skills and your approach to. And that's never going to work. And that's where the miscommunication comes to. Because you are sat there talking as if everybody has a clue what's going on. And you're talking in a way that works for the one person who's been there since day dot. When a lot of other people haven't. And they don't get it. They're like, what? what is this person doing? Like, they can't talk. They don't have a clue. Like, I don't understand what my task is. Because this person's just assuming so much. So it'd really be encouraging you to, first of all, analyse the whole team. And be clear on... Who likes what type of communication style? Who likes to be spoken to in person? Who doesn't? Who likes a Zoom? Who prefers an email? Who likes a group email? Who likes to be told what needs to happen and then they relay it back to you? That sort of thing. Like, get really clear on that. And what I would say is you have to be really, you know, don't feel worried about asking people to repeat back to you what they've understood from something. Now, 
I'm probably going to get hate for this because people are going to be like, oh, well, is that not just micromanagement? And I don't think it is. I personally say, no, it's not. I think it's really important if you are giving someone a really strong call to action or asking them to do something or you know that you they both of the understand has to be so crystal clear to say to them okay can you just let me know what you took from that just to make sure that my communication is fully on the right track for you or worded a different way but essentially you know ask them to repeat back to you what they're gonna do from what you've just said because if you do that yes you might think is it overboard is it overkill the money and time that that can save you is beyond me. It's unquantifiable. I can't tell you how much money that can save you. And I'm talking about money because, you know, that can be a helpful thing to get everyone to listen up. But it could be, you know, time, energy, um, heartache, all the rest of it. That is such a game changer. If you can actually just get clarity from the get-go that is so key. How many times have people gone around in circles on a project because no one actually really knew what was going on or no one was clear enough from the beginning as to what the point of the whole thing was? So be really open. And as a leader, you've got to put that in. You've got to say to people, you know, what did you think of that? And also do it the other way. You know, when someone, so that it doesn't seem like you're just asking people, like I know some of you might be like, well, that just seems like weird asking them to repeat. When someone says that to you, you can say, hey, just so I'm like fully on the right page here, and I do this, I do this with my team and I also do it with clients if I'm like not fully sure or I just want to clarify something before I go digging into my brain to pull out something for them that actually might not be the right thing to pull out. I'll just say, hey, can you just like, this is what I've taken from this. Is that right? Or, you know, saying, I'm just going to say this to you just so can you just tell me if I'm like fully getting this 100% and they can say yes or no. And for me, over-communication is so much better than under-communication. So this might take you a bit of time to fully figure out of like a cool pattern for you in your business and what feels good for you. But I really, really encourage you to do it because it really does make a difference. And I know some of you are going to roll your eyes and never do it and just think that I'm talking a bit of a gobbledygook thing. But I really, really encourage you to over-communicate because you can always pull back on your communication. But it's much harder when you under-communicate to then go more in. The other thing I want to do and remind you is to develop your listening skills. Please, please, please think about your listening skills and how you can develop them. I'm not going to go into that here, but go and look at how you can develop your listening skills. The other thing I would suggest for you to do is to develop a feedback system, like an internal feedback system. And this can be, you know, you probably might have something like this anyway, and it might just be that you need to add a few things into it, or it might be that you need to resurrect it or create one completely off the ground if you're going to create one completely off the ground can I please ask you and kind of this is not something I often do push and work onto you I normally say delegate but this is something I'd really love if you need to create one for you to create because what I see happen with this is people then give it to like a manager to create but if a manager is already managing people getting them to create a system while they're in the like depths of it is not necessarily the best idea and it can really like go on for longer than it needs to cost you more money it can not deliver what you want it to deliver people can find it very stressful so I'd really encourage you yes you can involve other people but just for the start off the fact you're listening to this podcast means you care please take some time to develop this internal system of the feedback of how communication is working, how it's not working, what is going on, when are people feeling like the communication is slipping and that whole thing, you know? And we could go into internal communication and that's not, I'm not gonna go into that because that's a whole other episode, but just be really clear on developing an internal feedback system and you actually doing it rather than just giving it to a manager or some kind of head of department or maybe your um, internal communications person in market and like rather than doing that like let's just do it yourself and then bring them people in and say hey I've created this what do you think and they'll be able to add their expertise and what they believe and you know all the rest of it but don't just hand it off to a manager because I think that in itself just like oh, okay here's another thing we need to do tick box added into the kind of company policies and feedback systems and all the rest of it and then it just gets left I don't want it to be left that's the whole point the whole point of it is it's going to help you with your communication The final thing I want to touch on this, because I don't want this episode to be so, so long and I could talk about this forever and a day, but those were the kind of key ones I wanted to leave you with, is you need to know when it's your fault and when it needs to be dealt with, especially internally. 
So internally, we will make mistakes. This is something we have to understand. Like internally, we are gonna make mistakes. We're probably gonna make more mistakes internally than we will externally because we're running the day-to-days of our business. So be really open with yourself and be clear on when is it your fault? When have, when have you done something that doesn't make sense? When are you communicating not well? When have you not fully given direction that needs to be given? Often this can come and, you know, don't feel bad about this. I think sometimes we give ourselves a really hard time, especially if you're a small business, like you might have one employee, maybe it's like one employee and a few contractors, maybe it's, you know, five of you, 10 of you often in a business like that size we're constantly learning we're constantly growing we're constantly changing the path and so sometimes that clear communication isn't really able to happen because we're struggling we're struggling with how that's gonna move for us we we don't know necessarily the full path yet but even just telling them that can be helpful or being really open and clear with you know this is what I want you to do right now it might change but I understand that if that changes then there's certain things we're gonna have to look at but for now please can you go and look at x y and z being really open with that's important and then when you've messed up and when the communication has been really shit because inevitably at some point it might be it will be I think it will be I'm gonna say it will be because we all go through phases where things happen in life and communication can suffer and so you know own that own when you've made a mistake own when it's not gone well and take use your kind of when there's been a problem and the framework you create around that and if you don't have one then that's something you want to look into of what your next steps are because that's really key the final thing that I forgot to mention so we're just going to bring it up now is something that I thought was interesting and fun and kind of just a bit it's something I read I think it was two years ago you know I think it was before pandemic was it before the pandemic? I think it was just before maybe. I'll find the article if I can. It was Entrepreneur article. Um, yeah, I think it was 2020, but I'm not sure. And it was all about, I can't remember what the title of it was, but the, the bit I want to bring to you today is about emojis because I think this is interesting. So this was about emoji, like using emojis when you're communicating. And then I think there was a piece of research where they looked into it and they kind of got a bit of a survey going and found out what people thought. But the bit I kind of took from it was, I think it's really interesting that when you're looking at being misunderstood in business, using emojis can really help with the tone and with what people take from things. And this will really depend on if you're listening to this, potentially your age. I don't like bringing age into things because I think it's just a really annoying thing of like, I truly believe that things are ageless and that you can, you know, be involved at any point. But for the basis of research, inevitably they always use age, don't they? So I'm going to talk about age, but please don't kind of... Um, don't feel held back by this if you're watching this and you think, listen to this and you're like, this is not me. But in the research, a, a high amount of people really liked using emojis if they were under the age of, I think it was around 45 years old. Um, because they felt like it bring, you know, it brings emotion to work, which it does, you know, it brings emotion to what it is you're trying to communicate. It kind of helped with people understanding um, what the kind of thought process was, it helped them to really feel seen and heard, you know, it's just a nice, easy way, I think, sometimes to use emoji, and emojis can really help bring a kind of lifelessness to sometimes things that are really boring. So whilst I'm not suggesting that you go and create some policy in your business where everyone has to use an emoji, and, you know, your C-street, they're all using emojis, I'm just suggesting that that could be something for you to look at. That could be really nice for you to think about how does emojis help with your language barrier? Because it really does, right? How many of us understand what an emoji means versus understanding what a certain set of words mean? And so think about like, what does that mean for you in your business? Can you implement that? And some of you will do. Some of you will have emojis in your CRM system. Some of you will have it in your project management. But all I wanted to bring that today was just to remind you that if you are working with younger people and you are struggling with how do you engage them, how do you not be misunderstood, how do you make sure that you are on level with them and they're feeling like they're seen by you, maybe introduce some emojis. Because the research I think they did showed that a lot of people quite liked them. The, The research wasn't strong in one way of like, yes, you must use them. And there were... Um, I'm pretty sure it was like over 45s didn't feel like it was professional and didn't feel like it was, you know, appropriate, which yes, you know, I'm not suggesting on a client email you start using emojis if that doesn't work for your industry. 
Um, but I just wanted to kind of bring that to you today to think about that because I think it's important of like when we're thinking about practical things we can do it doesn't always have to be these really like in-depth business strategic structural things it can be really basic things of like let's just try using emojis or if I'm going to communicate like if you have a team that are all around the world then using emojis can be really great sometimes it just help them break the mood and kind of for people to understand and show support I think showing support's a really big thing as well of like whether they feel supported um so that they can you know the emoji can kind of initiate that for them so that was my more practical point that I wanted to leave you on um and if I I will do my best to find the article in case any of you are interested and I will link it below um I don't think it's behind a paywall so that should should be fine And then the other thing I was going to touch on today, which could be a whole episode in itself, but hey-ho, we're going to go there, is about being blunt as a woman in business and not being seen as nice, air quotes, or kind, air quotes. And I just wanted to touch on this. And if people are interested in this, then let's, you know, feel free to reach out and maybe we can do a whole episode on it. But being blunt as a woman in business is something that I think we therefore get misunderstood about. And that's why I brought it in here today. So my kind of touch point on this is... I just want to encourage you that you can be blunt in business and that's okay and you don't have to be this emotional given person you can be though so when we talk about masculine feminine feminine energy sorry can't speak I'm not the expert in it and therefore I'm not going to talk on it for ages and ages when I don't I'm not that expert but what I want to say to you is I am a very mothering person I'm a very um you know, feminine in the sense of like loving and caring and always when I'm not in business. And sometimes in business, I am very, well, I'm all the time very honest, no bullshit, straight to the point. And some people would take that as blunt. Now, often people really like it and it's why people come and work with me because they love it. They find it refreshing. They find it great. And that's, I've had to learn to lean into that as part of my brand because before I really didn't like it and I tried to run away from it to a certain degree and I tried to not be that because I thought people wouldn't want it. But actually it turned out the other way and people were like, no, lean into it more. But what I do want to say on that is because I am blunt in business, it does mean that people misunderstand me. And it's something that I had to really take a conscious decision of, of like, what was I prepared to do? And I've actually realised that, and I chose the decision of people are just going to misunderstand me. Because if I am not misunderstood and I am not as blunt, then the people who want to hear my message need to hear the message and love the message for what it is don't get it they don't get access to it and I weighed up it and I thought you know actually no the people who need my message and want it in a way that I can deliver it to them are my people the people who don't get it and who aren't happy with it that's okay there's other people for them and so I made the conscious decision to accept being misunderstood does it cause me frustration yes does it sometimes make me really angry not angry I don't really get angry but do I get frustrated and really kind of like and getting a bit hit up sometimes yeah but I'm also learned and I'm still learning and it's a journey you know I don't ever want to come across as if I got this figured out because I don't it's a journey we're all on a journey I go on this journey of self-acceptance and accepting the idea that the people who need to hear it will hear it as it is and what it's for and whether the what I truly meant from it and the kind of goodness that comes from it but the people who don't don't and they can go on their journey and they can find someone else because the reality of it is is what I do in my business many other people do they might do it in a different way, they might not be as good as it, or they might be better than it, than I am. That's okay. Other people can go and find other people. Because my people need to hear it from where I'm at. And that has brought me so much freedom and expansive energy into my life. Because now I'm, I'm just not bothered. And, you know, saying I don't care is hard for me to say. Because as someone who's a real kind of, like, feels other people's energy and feels really responsible sometimes even though I shouldn't do for other people's energy I do struggle with it from time to time but I also don't because now I'm just like no I am who I am I know I'm a good person blah 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 and I think about all these things and then I just say I'm going to speak my truth and if the truth isn't comfortable for someone else to listen to that is not my responsibility and that took me a long time because I, I used to make excuses for myself. I used to think, oh no, but I've got to be nice because they might have been through this and they might do that and this and that. And then I thought, no, stop. My truth is my truth. I speak it for what it is. And if people like it, they like it. And that has really allowed me to access people deeper, help people in a much more efficient way 
and help my clients to feel what they need to feel to get to the next level. Because if you aren't blunt, I'm not saying you have to be, but I'm just saying if, if I wasn't as blunt and I wasn't as, you know, ballsy as some people say, or as forward thinking, or just as like stand up for what I believe in, I wouldn't get to where I am. And I wouldn't have been able to help people to the depths that I have. Because the one thing I know about my work is my work helps people on a really, really deep, visceral, down in the trenches level. And it's not something I necessarily advertise. It's not something I necessarily say to people. But the the remnants of it and what it truly does lasts for years and lasts a long, long time. And that comes from the rawness. It comes from this freeness that I've given myself to say, I'm okay to be misunderstood because I'm strong and I can take it. Doesn't mean I'm always happy with it. Doesn't mean it makes me feel good. It actually makes me feel really crap. I hate it when people misunderstand me. But I've also accepted and taken on this idea that I cannot be understood 100% of the time in the most best, amazingness way that I mean for it to be. And once I did that, it allowed my heart to feel like I could serve people on a much better level. And so I invite you today to think about that and where you stand. And you might listen to this and think, she's talking absolute rubbish and I don't want to that doesn't work for me and I, you know, it's not going to work. And that's fine. It might not. This is the joy of it. We don't all have to be the same. So you might not take something from this. But for those of you who do, and maybe hear me say that and see it as a relief and a bit of like, I don't know, a bit of heaviness comes out of your stomach, then run with it. Because I promise you, like, I've seen nothing but goodness from it. And it's really given me the power and the tool that I needed to speak my truth more. So that's what I'm going to leave you on today Um, because this has been a a longer episode than usual but a one that I think is really necessary and I know being misunderstood in business is awful, it's horrible and as much as I say that, you know, I'm there and I get it, it still affects me, I don't like it, I hate when people, you know, you never want someone to think you're not a nice person when you actually are or whatever but inevitably in this world some people are going to think that. So take from this episode what you will I'd love for you to come and talk to me about it and share with me um because yeah I think it's a really important topic especially for us as women in business keep going and I'll speak to you soon bye thanks for listening to the honest business podcast if you enjoyed today's episode make sure that you are subscribed and if you'd like to support the podcast please share it with others and leave a rating and review To catch up with all the latest from me, you can follow me on Instagram at may.james underscore where I share the raw, uncut, behind-the-scenes reality of what running multiple businesses every day truly looks like. As always, links and any resources that were mentioned in the episode will be in the show notes below. That's all for this episode and I look forward to seeing you next time.